This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, we watch 2017's Mayhem, starring Steven Yeun of Walking Dead fame. What they should have called it was Home Depot, the video game. Yeah. Yeah? Just because they were using tools or they, just they didn't just use tools. They used all the tools. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So welcome everybody to another episode of Honey You Should Watch This, the podcast where a husband, that would be that guy, and a wife, which Hi-ho. would be ho and a wife, which would be me. Um, who have differing tastes in movies, subject each other to the movies the other would not normally watch. And then we come on here and whine and complain and discuss. And But in a brand new studio. Brandy new-ish. Same room. Same room. Different look-ish. Almost, it's almost professional looking, isn't it? Almost. Almost. It's clean. I'll give it that. It's it's you know it's I don't need your bullshit. I like I like the we're, I like the microphone holder. Yeah, the, the we're, here, we're, we're here trying to do a here. podcast, and all you can do is talk about my housekeeping skills. I was talking about your housekeeping skills. I'm just like it's 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 clean. Got, it is clean. <laughs> she, she, it's yeah, nice. God, I just want I just want to be loved. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> Actually, hello. Hello. <laughs> Actually, I want some more of that good stuff we were drinking this weekend. Yeah, we had a very fun weekend, did we not? Yeah, we did. We did. It was great. We did. We uh, we had husband and wife time for yes. a change. Hooray! And I'm, uh, no, 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 not in that way. We went and did stuff together. <laughs> no, 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 not that stuff. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to get to spend the weekend in Orlando. We had some good food. We had more good alcohol. Yes, we did. And we came home and we said, you know what? We should record. And I went, <laughs> and I said, I guess that's a no. I was like, Mer? yeah, so <laughs> we're recording tonight instead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Episode 51. Episode 51. This is not an awards episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Definitely not. Definitely not with this movie. Yeah, no awards winning here. No awards at all. But that's all right. That's all right. Uh, we got a. I mean, we 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 got some things we can talk about though, for sure. We definitely do. Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah. So, uh, should we get right into it? If and you wanna. Why'd you have me watch this? I had heard about this movie, obviously, because it's Shutter, a Shutter property now. Um. And you like Stephen Young? Is it Yoon or Young? I think Stephen Young. Yes. We'll just we'll uh, just go with Stephen Young. It doesn't matter what um, we call it. We're going to be wrong. You like Stephen Young. I like Stephen Young. Um, it's interesting to see him do other things outside of The Walking Dead, which we got to know him through. 
Um, so I figured, hey, let's give this one a whirl. Okay. You like action films. I like horror films. I thought this would be a good mesh. So in the future, mesh. so in the future, <laughs> when you say, "Why did you have me watch this movie?" I, my, uh, uh, an actual legitimate answer is, "I wanted to see it." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But All right. I thought it would be good for you to see as well. Okay. No shame in that. No. That, well, mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit, but we'll let it slide. Okay. Okay. So do your thing, girl. Do my thing. Well, I'm actually, um, I was kind of pressed for time, so I stole this from the little snippet you see when you Google it. <laughs> it shows up on the right. All right, here we go. 2017's Mayhem. Uh, Derek Cho is having a really bad day. After being unjustly fired from his job, he discovers that the law firm's building is under quarantine for a mysterious and dangerous virus. Chaos erupts throughout the office as the victims of the disease begin acting out their wildest impulses. Joining forces with a former client who's also got a grudge of her own, Derek savagely fights tooth and nail to get to the executives on the top floor and settle the score once and for all. So it stars Stephen Yoon as Derek Cho, Samara Weaving as Melanie Cross, the client with a grudge, Stephen Brand as John the Boss Towers. Uh, Caroline Chitsky, I believe that's how you spend, uh, pronounce her name, as Kara the Siren Powell. Carrie Fox as Irene Smythe. And Dallas Roberts as Lester the Reaper McGill. Um, this is a... Oh, what? Lester the Reaper. It yeah. sounded like you said raper. No, I would not <laughs> say that. I, I said Reaper. Wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is directed by Joe Lynch. Um, you may know him, you may not know him. He has also directed, uh, Creepshow in 2021. Um, let's see, Knights of Badassdom in 2012. And he's most famously known for Wrong Turn 2, Dead End 2007, which I hear is the best one. Yeah, sure. Why not? I have actually seen Knights of Badassdom. You have? Yeah. Yeah. Is it it good? Um, it's something I probably wouldn't get because it is a bunch of LARPers, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, the premise is they're a bunch of LARPers who actually bring a devil into the world. Um, okay. It's a bunch of nobodies except for Peter Dinklage, who is amazing, as always. Oh, no, I thought always. Stephen... Um, oh, I can't think of his... Oh, I know who you're talking about. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn's Steve in Zahn it, is yeah. in it. You know what? Um... You would probably really like that. I, oh, yeah? I don't know. It's 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 different. It's it's cheesier than this movie. Okay. Like this movie It's probably it's probably as cheesy as this movie should have been. No, cuz no? Night Nights uh, Nights of Bad Aston was try I I'm not going to say it was self-aware. Okay. But it was self-aware. Okay. You, you follow me? I mean, mm-hmm. they, they it knew what it was whereas this I think was trying to actually be like a an action horror. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was good. Uh, I didn't realize he directed that. That I I I would watch it again. Yeah, he's done music videos too, and uh, um, I guess you know he he started out with Wrong Turn. He did the Knights of Badassery, and he kind of didn't really have a whole lot of to do. So he actually did go to work in an office for a little while, and he said that literally the script landed on his desk one day. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I've just been doing research, right? 
But uh, fair enough. Yeah, there we go. To me, this was like Office Space meets Battle Royale meets Die Hard uh, meets The Purge. Am I accurate in that assumption? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no no crime, no, you know, I, yeah. There's no consequences for your action during you the did, eight hours of... You had no video game reference in there, so you got to throw one video game. Oh, there's Donkey Kong. Uh, or, no, no, um, let's... How, what's the one? Uh, Sin City? No? That's not a video game. That's not game. a video game. Okay. That was a movie. That was... Uh, oh, it was comic book. Okay. Was a comic book turned into a movie? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Donkey Kong, good enough because you're having to get to the top. Street Fighter? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson's punch out because you got to get through all the bosses That's to get true. to the final boss. The things like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said it several times. It had a very video game feel to it. It was and extremely. It, it, it was a video, like a live action video game. What did you think about it? What, what did you expect going in? And uh, I didn't know what to expect going in because I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Which actually sometimes is the best way to watch a movie. Um, it was it was better produced than I thought it would be. Okay, you know what I mean. It, we, lots of times when you see a movie that's um, and I'm not trying to be negative or anything, like a direct to shutter or you know, you know, we bought it from this company that went out of business. You're like, yeah. uh, I didn't really have any massive issues with the with the the movie i mean obviously there's, there's things we're going to pick on it and stuff but oh yeah i mean it was it was not horrible by any means at all i i i thought it was uh it was better than i thought it was going to be yeah yeah i i had in my notes was it a great movie no was it a fun movie yes would it would it have yeah. made a list of worst be, be, of best worst movies mm, possibly yeah. i don't know i don't know uh, you you just you're just putting that in because that's your nope your top. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That was your most recent episode that or your the next one that episode. I just recorded you twenty just, minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, of top five for fighting. So I I won't I won't hold it over your head. Just your shameless plug. I'll allow you. I'll allow right. it. Thanks. I'll I mean, allow I it. Do do all the work. God. <laughs> do do. No time for that now, Lois. All right. <laughs> well, this film um, was filmed in Belgrade, Serbia. Over 25 days. Serbia? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, they It says here, uh, Joe Lynch explained in an interview, the decision came down to cost, saying, we had to find a place that would give, them, give us the most amount of days to shoot. We first went to Pittsburgh. They said 15 days. Hold on. Then we went to New Orleans, and they said 17. And then we tried Vancouver, and they said 18, but that was not enough time. So Serbia ended up being the filming location. So Pittsburgh said you can only have 15 days. Pit- Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, you know what? I don't, never mind. What? <laughs> I mean, how asinine is that? You have a city that wants to bring how many people associated with making a movie like this? A hundred? A hundred and fifty? And you want to tell them, no, you got to do it in 15 days. Last time I checked... Hold on, let me Google this real quick. Google. Oh yeah, I was right. The more people that stay, the longer the more money your town makes. Does that right. is that, am I am I wrong there? Did I, did I mess that up? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um, it actually, um, and we'll get into this a little bit later. The fact that they were in Serbia um, led to some interesting results in terms of what the um, the extras were doing. 
And I'll tell that story a little bit later because right now I want to get into... Well, we know what some of the extras were doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get into that later right, too. Go ahead. So let's talk about the fact that this, um, the virus that is part of this movie, right? It's an integral part of this movie. Coronavirus? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's 2017, so this is long before the days where coronavirus was a... a the working, the working title of the virus was going to be COVID-17. <laughs> well, the, it was called the ID7 red eye virus. Um, and so let's see. It infects neural pathways, removing all inhibition and moral integrity, resulting in people acting out their darkest impulses, which may include murder. Dun, dun, dun. Well, aren't the three parts of the psyche the id? The ego. The ego and the superego. And the superego. And I don't know which does what. The id is your natural impulse. Okay. The ego. Oh, God. It's been years since that psychology class. Hold on. The ego is, I guess, the the moral compass is superego is sexual self actual sex whoops tell you what. <laughs> tell you what. there's a freudian slip we'll look um, up at break yeah we'll look it up i believe the superego is like self-actualization and, and all that but we will see how right i am after the break all right okay all right the id the id7 mm-hmm. the id10t tool id7 red eye um and what's um ironic about the location is uh derek is the one who found the loophole because the last time there was an outbreak of id7 um the one man neville reed who commits the first known case of murder driven by id7 he found the loophole um that he was not liable because he um was he didn't couldn't couldn't control himself yeah he yeah so He's got, you know, and that's the one that gave him the corner office. Okay. All right. Um, I am not a huge fan um, of how some of the things they had um, portraying this virus because it just seemed very, I mean, it's supposed to be chaotic. Obviously, the name of the, the movie is Mayhem, but it, to me... Um, when you look at different things of horror, people have their thresholds of, of fear, right? Certain things freak people out more than other things. Like certain people may be frightened of like uh, ghosts where another person, it might be um, demons, satanic forces. For me, one of the scariest things is people, Right, especially in a situation like this, where it would be, you don't know what the other person is going to have the impulse to do, uh, and what they're capable of. Okay. And I don't think that that was played. I think it was played more toward the comedy and the satire of it than it was an actual thing to be frightened of. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of gore in this movie. It was basically a little bit of a gore fest. It's it wasn't. It wasn't, I, I've, it wasn't as gory I've seen as I worse. It was going to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've seen worse, but that's really where it's it, it lied. I think there was a lot more that could have been 
chilling to me as far as people's behavior instead of some of the goofy shit that was going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't. I wouldn't call it gore because I'm not a big fan of gore. I mean, can I handle it? Sure. I mean, I, I could watch the opening sequence of Private Ryan a hundred times, and it's about as bloody as it gets. I don't get into movies where they just rip people apart. The the blood and stuff doesn't bother me, but gore in this wasn't to me wasn't that bad. It wasn't like entrails flying all over no. the place. It was a lot of blood. A lot of blood. But there wasn't a lot of like Lo- yeah, a few off screen deaths. You know yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It just, I, I couldn't really buy the whole thing. I think it was, it wasn't, it was, it was more of an action movie than it was a horror movie. Yeah. That for sure. Which maybe. I think it had potential to be a lot scarier with, and there were some points, there were some points where I'm like, oh, this is where it's going to come in. Oh no, no, this is where it's going to come in. And it never really escalated to that. Um, but the thing was, I was listening to an interview with Joe Lynch and because they were doing it in Serbia, they would have to have, um, he could not talk to the extras because if a director talks to an extra, then it's that person is considered an actor and not an extra. And then they would have to be paid accordingly. So he would, he said that basically what they did was they tracked, you know, what the phases of this virus could be, right? So if it's day one, you know, if it's the first hour, then you're, you know, you're maybe twitching or you're itching or you're, and then it moves to this and then it moves to that. And they were trying to track it from scene to scene because obviously they were not shooting sequentially, excuse me. And so with each scene, they have, they'd have, this is what, this is, this is how it's affecting everybody. Okay. And so he would tell his ADs, and they would go and tell the Serbian ADs. And the Serbian ADs would go tell the extras. And so he would say that something like, you know, you found alcohol in your desk and you're drunk, or you're this or you're that, would turn into some guy putting post-it notes on his face. And, you know, so it was like this really strange, this really strange game of telephone, right? That's why you write that shit down. (laughs) But um, he said he liked it. He's like, it was just, it was odd. It was weird. He's like, but hey, we went, we rolled with it. And and that was pretty good. And then you found out a little tidbit. Um. Okay, so <laughs> there's a scene where he's with the girl and they're on the second floor and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get into the guy's, the Reaper's yep. office. The, our first baddie in this video game of a and um, <laughs> he's talking to her and stuff's going on all around him. One thing that was happening was there was a scene with two women and they were like basically slapping each other with pieces of paper. There was one guy had a guy on the floor he was just beating him. All this stuff going on and then right over his left shoulder is a guy and a woman having sex doggy style. So. I think we watched this last Thursday, mm-hmm. and I'm driving to work on Friday, thinking about it the next morning, because I'm boring, and um, I'm like, man, how do you, first of all, as a director, how do you go, all right, I got this idea. I want you, lady, to bend over with no panties on, and I want you to let this guy walk up behind you with no underwear on. 
and slap his junk up against you. And I'm thinking, that's that's weird. Like, how do you approach that, right? Well, especially in today's environment, now they have these intimacy coordinators whenever you have to do a sex scene. Yeah. That will sit down with the actors and try to make sure that they're comfortable and yeah. there's no impropriety or anything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm Donna. I'm here. Here's Mark over there. He's going to bump his junk up against my junk. I don't know if he's got a bump on his wiener or not. I got no <laughs> idea, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, they didn't have that problem because those two people were actually fucking. <laughs> Welcome to Serbia. Let me read this <laughs> perfectly. The two employees having sex in the background of Derek's video were actually having sex on set. This is the best part of the tidbit. The actor and actress were in a relationship. What, first of all, what kind of relationship were they in? All right, I'll use the same names. Hey, hey, Donna. Yes, Mark. They actually, you know, want us to fuck on the table. Okay. Ah, ah, yeah, I'm in a movie. Ah. I mean, what the? So what? I had us watch porn. What the hell? <laughs> Secondly, when, at what point does the director not go? All right, cut. <laughs> um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that is to me. Knowing that now, it makes that scene super creepy. Yeah. First of all, sex has sounds. <laughs> okay. How many times did he go just to fuck with him? Go line. <laughs> All right, right. Lime? (laughs) Secondly, sex has smells. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I mean, uh, (sighs) how much does it cost to be a porn star? Is a porn star in Serbia make? Maybe maybe it was cheaper. Maybe it was cheaper to get... The best part, they were in a relationship. Oh, that makes everything better. I mean, they they can go do it right there on the dead. They're, they're in a relationship. Well, you know, it could be part of that whole thing where they're in extras, so they don't have anything. So they just said, act like you're acting on your impulses. And maybe she just kind of whispered to him, it's okay, you can slip it in. Did they and actually have ID7? I, <laughs> I mean, that was when I read... I just found that out this morning, and I went, oh, my God, you were in the bathroom getting ready, and I was drinking my coffee before work, and you went, what? And I said, I don't want to tell you, because I don't know if I want to ruin it. Nuts. That, to me. More than nuts. I mean, first of all. (laughs) I don't know how you don't get, like, stage fright. Yeah, no fluff around set there. None. None. Or maybe there was. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) I That, to me, is the craziest thing that I've read about any movie that we've done. And at episode 100, ask me what the craziest fact is I found out on a movie. And it's going to be a movie that we did on episode 72. Okay. That was weird. It was, yeah. That's, this is a little How weird. How do you do your lines with that going on behind you? Did he even know? How like, could he not? I think... Exhibit A. Sounds. Exhibit B. <laughs> smells. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that big. I, I don't know. Um, 
Meanwhile, the guy's like, hurry up! Hurry up! So, uh-oh, it's tingly. Something's going to happen now. <laughs> All right, so let's back it up and not in that way. Um, <laughs> um, let's let's talk about the whole premise of of our of our protagonist Derek, right? right. Um, for I first of all, again, not a huge fan of the voiceover as an introduction, and I understand that they had a constrained production here. Yeah. So maybe that's probably it, but you know, the whole um, point is one: the voiceover introduced. The virus, showing that little stylized black and white with everybody's red eyes and blood uh, was the only thing that was highlighted in red. That was that was a decision apparently that was made at the last minute too to film it in black and white. Oh, really? Which I think was it accentuated the red eye. It did. It did. Um, and then um, he also he he also voice kind of did a voiceover of oh okay well I came here as like wide eyed innocent thinking I was going to do some good in the world and I got beat down by the corporate system. Um, I want to make money because I don't want to be poor like my parents were and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, no, but nobody does, pal. No, I know nobody does. But that's the thing. It's like part of me is like, okay, I'm, right, I'm going to sit here and believe, okay, that he's kind of money driven and he doesn't want to be poor just because he told me. I think that w- there would have a better way. It's usually like the, the easy way out and usually when you get a a movie that starts with a voiceover like that you kind of like hold your breath because i'm like okay this is suspect how good this film's gonna be um it's it's a valid point mm. it's the reasoning is probably straight money probably you had to get you had to get 20 minutes of exposition in right six minutes you know what i mean but it it had you know, I don't know if like there was something else that was tying him to this, like my parents are sick or you know, something like that, because it was very hard for me to feel like, oh, well, he's a good guy and he's just trying to go- do good. But his motivations, I just didn't yeah, quite you would, buy you would them. think that his moral compass yeah. would have driven him out of there well before he hit it big. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It's like you, you, you're a lawyer. You made good money. If you went someplace else, you'd still make good money. You know, there's no need to try to like get up into the ranks and try to become a. You know what I mean? Because uh, how much money is enough money? You know, uh, I don't know. All the monies. All the monies. All the monies, and the same thing with her. I mean, uh, Samara Weaving's character who um, comes in under the auspices that she is a lawyer and meets with Derek. Um, and tries to prevent the clo- um, foreclosure on. her her mortgage and he quickly kind of smells the blood in the water and tests her knowledge and realizes that she's not a lawyer. And because the uh, directive to foreclose on the mortgage came from one of, what did they call them? The 12, the seven, the nine, the nine. Sorry. I knew it was a number. That's right. Um, which was the board of directors. He realizes there's nothing he can do about it and says, sorry, you know, and then she starts acting like crude and smoking and telling him he's a jerk and all that stuff. And she quickly gets thrown into, you know, Nakatomi Tower Jail or whatever. Um, 
Oh, but again, it's oh, like, like there. Oh. <laughs> there. I mean, they were both interesting to watch because they're very interesting actors. I just didn't buy. You know, and Stephen Young's a very good actor, but I just didn't buy their motivations to get up. This was just basically a video game. This was a video game, a live action video game. They start in the basement. There's a premise. They have to fight their way through it. There's leveling up because they have to try to get to the top of the building to get to the big boss. And they have to fight the little bosses along the way to get their little key cards and figure things out. Um, and as usual, the typical typical video game, the little the bosses before the big boss are harder than the big boss. Yeah, exactly. And um, so even the music, even the soundtrack sounded like a video game. So it was... Yeah. Uh, well, listen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching a video game here. No different than me sitting in here with you on a Saturday morning or afternoon or Sunday morning or whenever you play I video games. That's true. Uh, I, I think the thing that we have to acknowledge is is that we knew going into it that it was a an independent film. Yep. All right. I think the film is what 97 minutes long. I think so. I it's didn't. not very long. It's not. It's not more than that. Right. Um. I mean, you, you went to Serbia because they're trying to find the cheapest place to film it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be Oscar limiting <laughs> factors. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think when you take a movie like this, this is one of those movies that, to to preclude what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. the, on the podcast I was on earlier, we were trying to decide what makes it a bad movie. You know what I mean? What, what, what it, and, and it's just like, uh, the video game companies are saying you enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. You know, if you if right. you enjoy playing it on this system, play it on this system. We don't we don't care. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy yourself. It's a movie that you kind of have to. First of all, you got to throw all logic out the window. For, yes, you, you have to because mm-hmm. there's no logic here. Secondly, you just have to say, "Am I going to enjoy it?" Not pick it apart. If you pick this movie apart, you will not enjoy it for sure. I mean, there's a lot. You're right. There's a lot of things that we could have we could have picked apart, and oh, there, yeah. are, there are some things that we will. Oh. I just think it's also something like you said. The guy was working in an office. The script came across his desk. He's not a scriptwriter. No, he's a director. You know, and yeah. that's lots of times where people fall down. They're like, "Oh, yeah. I can do this myself. I can do this myself." You're right. It needed yeah. more development. But on the other hand, how much development did you know Michael Myers get? Right. Or well, I mean, it's it 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 looks like it is directed by somebody who also directs music videos. And it's flashy. There's very. There's a lot of yeah, flash, a lot of pop, a lot of flash, a lot of quick cuts between different types of scenes and and things like that, or different. Um, they have the what do we call him, the Reaper, who's the HR guy who ends up firing Derek. And when they're trying to get to him on his level of the building, they show him holed up in his office, and it's between him in this nice serene music playing classical music and he's just daintily trimming his bonsai tree to him just like chopping the shit out of it with like metal music playing and chewing on the leaves and shit like that so that i didn't understand because which which tree was which you know what i mean like did he yeah, have separate trees was he was he calm i don't i think it was just like showing the difference between maybe him in the first hour versus going into the next hours and stuff like that there was no um What's the word that I want to continuity to, you know what I mean? It wasn't like he's doing this and now he's doing this and now he's doing this and now he's doing this. It's probably kind of just quick cuts between what was and what is. Fair. Um, 
but it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely it was entertaining. I'm not saying I wasn't entertained, and I'm not saying I questioned it while I was watching it. It's just like you after a few days of of and oh, knowing I, we have to talk about it, going I what agree. the actual hell? <laughs> I agree. Um, I should have realized it was filmed in a foreign country, and you want to know why? Why? <laughs> Because somebody was fucking in the background. <laughs> no, nah, that happened down at the Greyhound station when I was down there earlier today. Oh, okay. No, Wait, because... what? <laughs> because they were digging through all those baskets of tools, and they had all those tools. Right. And I did not recognize the color scheme off of any of those tools. Oh. Hmm. Like DeWalt has a color scheme, Cobalt, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Rigid... You know, Stanley, they all, I, the, the, the grinder was orange. And the only, I, what, what? Um, <laughs> so I should have, I should have caught that. Yeah. 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 It was a little bit of a joke. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> all right, guys. I guess thanks for coming. Jesus. Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> so again, there's a few things that kind of, uh, you know, again, took me out. Like there's, um, the scene in the beginning where he's they finish the voiceover and he is now in his present day because um, they do this whole montage montage a lot of mayhem montages right mayhem has I a think lot there was one per floor montages. wasn't there huh I think there was one per floor wasn't there probably there's like one per fifteen minutes I guess. But the, one of the montages was he was explaining his career at this consulting lawyer firm, whatever it was. I'm st- little, still a little confused about what it was they did. Um, but they were, I think they were just straight up lawyers. Yeah, I think they were lawyers, but they were talking about clients and they, they said that they were consultants. And um, like if there were lawyers and they got the loophole of this one guy, it wouldn't have been like, because that would have been criminal law, right? Um, but they're also talking business. It's just, I don't know. It's just really strange to me. I just, I, I don't think there should be any well, clarity to this, but I don't think the script was clear. I but. think it's more along the lines of they're a monster law firm and let's yeah. use the one that's in our area. They're the biggest personal injury attorney lawyer in the country right. in Morgan and Morgan. And they don't have a lawyer. They have teams of lawyers and they have lawyers that's, specialize in certain things like our friend Richard mm-hmm. is not he's a lawyer but he specializes in certain types of criminal law and I don't think this was a specialization per I, se in this I don't think movie. it was a specialization I think it was a conglomerate of every type of lawyer that you yeah. can get your hands on whether it be real estate criminal it's weird that he was talking about a mortgage right repossession. a single mortgage yeah, a single mortgage which it, there is really nothing to contest. You're right. late or you're not late. Um, or And then he also found a loophole in a criminal murder. A I criminal agree with that. But Unless I, it was a liability for a client. Like, like the, a monster the insurance company. company that he, yeah, the company that he worked, the guy worked for where he when he was at. Maybe with, that was it. Maybe. Who maybe, knows? Maybe it was a business law type maybe. thing. Okay, good but enough. Why, but why would like one of the nine like be worried about a house? Yeah, I agree. you know um, that that was just, probably just them trying to 
right. show oh. how awful the nine were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's so. a good point. I hadn't thought about that. You might you, you might you might be right there. Right. But anyway, uh, back to the montage. Point so, you. Me. Yay! I win. It, no. Points. Points. Hmm. Uh, Points. Just, just so you know. Just so you guys know, she always wins. <laughs> Not always. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the elevator montage where they show him his first day and then beat down, blah, 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 blah. So he gets off the elevator in present day and he's going to his office and he realizes he sees one of his colleagues really just ber- berating the hell out of one of the secretaries, calling her stupid, swearing at her, blah, 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 blah. And I understand that this sets up when the virus kicks in later for him. Um, but he goes up to the guy to try to get him to back up off of this secretary because he tries to be nice to the underlings because it usually pays him back because he gets information and all that stuff. So this kind of shows him learning that he's learned to play the game as well. But to come out of the gate showing him a video of him getting his wiener sucked <laughs> by i guess the same secretary i don't know <laughs> that i couldn't tell because it was kind yeah. of showing it to him on the phone and saying i will send this to your wife the proper slang is blowjob i know it's a blowjob i was just not you was like it's not been a long day leave me alone oh i'm sorry um be, you got it i just think that it was like a this robin hood move of his right was like a bit heavy-handed. It was and extremely it, heavy-handed. Yeah, I mean, it paid off. Like when he was leaving after he got fired, and he's trying to leave the building, and everybody gets quarantined because the virus. They're trying to quarantine the virus, so they they lock down the building, and he runs into the guy in the lobby, and they just be he kills him. Right? They were beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. Or did he kill him? No, he got he got knocked out, and then the guy ran away. He got oh, knocked okay. out, remember? Okay. And that was when his buddy showed up, because Stephen was fl- flipping out. He's about to go kick his ass and fuck him up. Yeah. And his buddy that ends up dying is like, you got to stop. You don't understand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, is like, this whole thing is supposed to like remove your defenses, right? And, and not let your cooler heads prevail. For a movie set on that premise, there were a lot of times where with the Dara character, the cooler head prevailed. <laughs> it was, so it didn't quite make sense. Yeah. I, I there were some inconsistencies, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a video game. So what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm just writing down a sure. note to myself here. Steven Yeun uh, basically said that this was a good, um, I don't want to say purging experience for him because this was filmed between his last season of The Walking Dead and the f- season where he had to go in just to film his death scene. Mm. That he didn't know. They, I guess Joe Lynch basically said they did not know and they wrote several scripts where several different people die just to prevent leaks and everybody had to film get whacked so interesting yeah okay. so you you did they didn't know until i guess it aired but he was like i could potentially not be working on the walking dead anymore oh so. you mean on the walking dead yeah oh, okay. yeah um 
And Joe just it was really funny because he said afterwards when he went back to The Walking Dead, he took a picture of himself with the eyeball hanging out. Um, Stephen Young did and sent it to Joe Lynch. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, we stopped watching The Walking Dead before we got to that part. We Yeah, we didn't watch it before Negan, I don't think. Like, not that. Right right up getting to Negan. Yeah. Right, we, it just got to the point where we couldn't, it just was too slow and not enough happening. And yeah, exactly. Although I've been told that since Negan showed up, it's one of the best shows on TV. So anyway, <laughs> um, that's interesting. Do you, do you know that the guy that played the Reaper in this movie, uh, Steve, was it something Dallas? He, he was, was also on, in The Walking Dead. Yeah, he was uh, one of the, what was the name of the settlement they were in? In Virginia. Oh, the one where they were cannibals? No. Um, where... Where they had the house and the solar and everything? Yeah. 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 I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, Neither one of us. Settlement did. Town, Virginia. Settlement Town. Yeah. Welcome to Settlement Town. Yeah, boom. Come on in. There's no zombies in here. Uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, All right. Uh, uh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about... I'm not, I'm not even going to save it for I have questions. Let's talk about the ridiculousness of the tools. Okay. <laughs> You've been chomping Dying. at the bit to talk about literally the tools. Stopped, literally stopped the, <laughs> stopped the movie and looked at you and said, do I need to say anything? And you were like, what? About Shut the tools? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have used the type of blade on that grinder that she used when she killed the Reaper. Yeah. In the case of extreme circumstances. And you are not supposed to use those type of blades on a grinder. Those are for like many for many skill saws. Okay. So if you don't have a skill saw, you probably wouldn't have one of those. Okay. The best thing about that grinder was that it was a not a battery powered grinder. That was <laughs> that was a grinder that you would plug in and they literally just cut the cord off of it. There was no battery on that thing. Go back and watch it. There's no battery on it. Okay. The same thing with the na- air nailer. Okay. Oh, everybody does that. Though. We have a conversation about nail guns before on this I podcast. don't think so. Huh. The, nail, okay. the nail gun did not have a compressor hooked up on Yeah, we did. Somewhere we talked about the nail, a nail, somebody using a nail gun that didn't have a compressor hooked up on it. A yeah. no, 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 no pressure line. But you also have to depress the nose of the nailer for the nail to, to fire. Okay. It can't, it, you cannot just it's shoot. It's got to be, yeah, to chunk. Yeah, you just can't shoot it across. Thirdly, if you were to fix, air quotes, that safety latch, it's not going to shoot a nailer 30 feet through wood. Mm-hmm. It's, it, okay. If you hit somebody with a hammer, they're going down. Period. Or a banjo. Or hitting with a banjo, damn, damn right. Good Saw call. Somebody get hit with a banjo once. Good he went call. Down. I just thought that for a guy to not be a superhero mm-hmm. or have any type of train fighting training at all, the fighting was too much fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you get in that situation, like the the <laughs> when they had the fight before they got to the siren. Okay. And she had all the people come out, and the one guy got all dressed up. I'm like, what is he, a part of Cobra Kai? <laughs> he, put a, he put a fucking tie around his head like it was a bandana. They're going to start dancing. His, it's West Side Story. He wrote on his shirt, kill. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come, give me a fucking break. 
And then he hits the guy with a hammer, and the guy's like, oh, that stings. I'm going to fight some more. No, you're not. You're not. When you get hit with a hammer, you're done. You're done. You're done. Well, the, the other thing was um, that you had... Uh, and Samara Weaving is really entertaining in this. Yeah, she's good. She's like, you know, of course, she's she's from Australia, too. So she's, you know, like I guess they all look alike down there. Cause God, did, God, does she remind you of Margot Robbie um, in this. And, uh, but when he, they go to start fighting the Reaper. The first thing the Reaper does is takes a pair of scissors and basically impales Stephen Young on the desk. Okay, and it went all the way through the desk, and you've still got blade on the other side. You that's like three inches of blade on the other side. There is no. That's some damn some sharp scissors. Well, there's one person <laughs> in this world that can do that, and that's Thor. He's not from this world. Oh, then there's nobody in this world <laughs> that can do that. Probably not. No. no. Through his hand, and through then his hand. I'm like, okay. I mean, it was. And a neat then how scene. is he supposed to be able to fight for the? Because his tendons would be all messed up. I mean, he's got to get. Yeah. Well, if it went through the right way, but still, it would hurt like hell. Yeah, but those were big scissors. Yeah. That's that's. I agree. It's a horror movie. I mean, it is. It's a horror I, movie. But. Well, they needed a reason for him to not be able to right move right. So so she could use extreme measures. So use extreme measures and cut his guts out. Yes, yes. And this was one thing. Like, this was one of the scenes because when they're fighting, all of a sudden people rush to the door and you've got people that got money out and shit like that. Like wanting to see, you know, somebody die. And I'm thinking, okay, oh shit, they're going to have to fight their way out now. Right. And they're just standing there. There's no, there's nothing. There was no payoff to that. The other thing was, is before they got up to, they didn't like the Reaper either, I guess. Right. So the siren um, is named the siren because she has the boss's ear. And she, you want to be on her good side because otherwise she'll throw you under the bus. And she ended up dropping the ball on one of the clients. So she decided she was going to blame it on Derek. And instead of going to get advice on it first, always, if you don't, if you're up against someone who's higher up than you and you have a mentor and a friend, this is a PSA. I'm telling you right now, a mentor or a friend, talk to that person first and get your shit together before you do anything. And this is not what Derek did. Derek went right up to her and got pissed off. And I don't know if that's part of like the virus starting or or what that that lapse in judgment or just naivete. But you think he'd been there long enough he would know. I think it I think they wanted you to assume that it was part of the virus because remember he got the virus when he drank the water, water when he in was... the conference room, right before he found out about the ball being dropped, right. So maybe it was maybe. just a, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this because he right. was really arrogant, mm-hmm. um, uh, brash. Yes, when he had not seemed like that in the opening dialogue. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I I would agree with that. Uh, so he goes up and and of course he's going to be put on the altar for the you know for the company and he uh first gets offered a a sizable sum for his severance package and he again brashly turns it down which was kind of stupid right um <laughs> no because if he'd have taken that he would have lost his he would have 
been disbarred. He would have been disbarred. He could have found something else to do. You want to go to school for eight years, 25 years to be a lawyer and then have somebody fuck you out of it? That's true. No room for negotiation. You're right. Okay. But I see see where you're coming from. Now he's being brash. But I see where you're coming from. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's that's the the whole thing. So he just wants his job back. He's pissed at her. But... um, Meanwhile, the the big boss and the nine, just nine, seven, nine. the nine, um, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine, uh, are whole up in the top floor, which he's trying to get to. So to get to the next level, to get to that ninth floor, they've got to take down the siren and she's got all her friends, uh, or not friends, coworkers ready to fight, um, the boss decides to put a bounty on his head. I'm assuming with that floor. Because that was the other thing too. Because I go, oh, okay. Uh, that was the entire company. He that put was out, the, he it put was. It out to the entire company. Well, that's what, and that, so again, because that's, that was the only thing I'm thinking. Because I'm like, okay, steaks. Oh, we just got bigger steaks, right? They were going to put a quarter of a million dollars on his head. And one of the, um, the nine, the the one, the Irene or whatever, um, that says, you, we're talking about murder here. You should at least do four seventy five, right? Four, yeah, four fifty or four seventy five. Yeah, right. four. You're, right. You're right. And um, so I'm like, great. Now he's going to have to fight people left and right. This is good. This is going to get like high action stakes and all this stuff. Nothing. Nothing. It was crazy. Are we done? Are we done? Like analyzing it? Are we going into? We have questions now, or no? I'm just like trying to go through it. Unless you want to take a break. No, no. I'm just. I'm just curious because I mean, I. I just I, like the, these are the ruin. things that kind of disappointed me about. It. I think it had. It was fun to watch. It had some really funny moments. It was entertaining to a point, but I, you know, I guess. Well, we this that that is one of the week that the 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 plot. And the holes are the are the weakest part of this movie. Yeah. I thought the action scenes were fun. The dialogue was good. The acting was good. It was beautifully shot. I mean, it really yeah. was. It was gorgeous. I can ruin I can ruin this whole movie with just one sentiment. You're the big dude, right? Excuse me. Scarface is sitting up there in his penthouse. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that myself the whole fucking time. The whole time he's doing coke like fucking Scarface. <laughs> that guy did. That guy did more coke in that movie than Lamar Odom did in 20 minutes. I, he probably would have like just would have died long before. Oh, right, crazy. Derek got up there, yeah, crazy. So Scarface, uh, he's about ready to go try out for the PGA tour, right. and he's <laughs> and he's he's doing his coke and everything, and he's like, Jesus Christ, we cannot let this guy get up here. We cannot let this guy get up. Cut a deal with her to make sure she doesn't give her card up. Cut a deal with him to make sure he doesn't give his card up. You have the most technologically advanced elevator in the world, apparently. Because Just you need codes. Shut the fucking elevator down. Right. You tell security, shut it down. Turn it off. Done. It's over. Right. No one gets up here. No one gets up here. That's it. It's done. I mean it was that it's movie that simple. Over. Yeah, movie over. I know that wasn't uh, in the script and it would have ruined it. Yeah, but I, I mean, little things that you could have fleshed out a little bit better than you did and maybe people are just supposed to overlook it because it's a horror yeah. movie. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a good time for a break. Okay. Is that cool? That's cool. Cool. How about you guys out there? What do you think? Break? I want a break. Ready? Break. break. Yep, that's the 
Mayday. Mayday. Can anyone hear me? We found something. We found something in the ice. Would you stop screwing around? This makeshift transmitter has a pretty weak signal. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Okay, hi. I'm Brandon Windish. And I'm Chris Holcomb. And we are the heads of programming of the Dead City Drive-In. And unfortunately, if you're hearing this, then we're already dead. Okay, now you're just being melodramatic. Look, if you're hearing this, then it's probably because we're interrupting your podcast. Sorry about that. Okay, but we wouldn't do that without a good reason. Those delightful singing voices you're hearing belong to a ravenous horde of mutants and madmen right outside our projection room door. You see, we've been tasked by our bosses, the drive-in gods, to program specially themed double bills for the increasingly restless dead city denizens. And when we say specially themed, what we mean is killer robots, satanic terror, uh, yeah, hideous freaks, creepy crawlies, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. You see, there is no bottom to the depths of psychotronic cinema. Any old chud could pick a random double bill. Yeah, but do you really want to watch Chopping Mall back-to-back with Ghost Dad? Or a double whammy of Rock and Roll Nightmare and Bicentennial Man? Oh, yeah, I do! Oh, shut up, zombie Robin Williams, you fucking liar! At Dead City Drive-In, we choose a theme. Then we and our special guest each pick what we think is the best representation of that theme. But there's only room for two movies, so we're talking genre flick deathmatch here. Three movies enter the ring, but only two can make it on the slime-splattered screen of the Dead City Drive-In. Put it this way, it's dirty work, but somebody's gotta do it. (laughs) Chris, that's the lyrics of that song from Police Academy 2. Damn it, we're about to lose the transmission. Dead City Drive-In is available everywhere your favorite podcasts lurk. The doors are open and admission is free. It's a show filled to the brim with monsters, mayhem, blood, guts, and... Uh, dispatch. <laughs> Some more paramedics. <laughs> Remember, if the car's a-rockin', it doesn't mean somebody's fucking. They're probably getting murdered. And here at the... Under 17, not admitted without parent. All right, we are back. And well, as yes. promised, we looked up to get our id ego super ego. Oh, shit, yeah, you did that, didn't you? I did. Okay, so in a nutshell, it boils down to this: your id is your instincts, your base instincts, right? So what hey, you man. want? <laughs> yeah, food, sex. Give me the shiny thing, you know. I mean, um, all three very good things. Yeah. Okay, the ego checks your id in terms against reality, right? So if I'm at a salad bar and I want to eat all the croutons while I'm standing there, I know that that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, but I paid for those fucking croutons. (laughs) Then the super ego adds um, a layer of morality to it. So the super ego is really what should have been your ego is going to not check quite in reality too right yeah like i if i'm standing in a line uh, let's 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 go back to the salad bar thing okay if i'm standing like between two people in a line and i'm like god those croutons look good and i just start reaching in with my hands there is a consequence to that because people are gonna be looking at me and stuff like that when you add morality that if i'm just in the room alone I still know that reaching in with my hands is not a good thing because, you know, germs yeah. and stuff like that and probably not the best thing for me to um, 
or if I want to take something that's not mine, and even though there's no one to see me take it, I'm not going to take it because I know stealing is wrong. Okay. Does that make sense? Good enough. Okay. All right. There's your lesson for the day. Everybody learned something. What were we talking about? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So of the baddies in the film, who are your favorites? I hated them all. Yeah, they were all kind of, I mean, they were very one-dimensional. Like, let's talk the big boss guy. I mean, very one-dimensional with his Scarface Coke Lace he was like a fucking cartoon face. character. He really yeah. was like a cartoon character. He was. I think they all kind of were. You had the guy with the, what was his name with the brass knuckles? The enforcer guy. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was Nick or... Rocco or... Yeah, something. Punchy. And he was like, <laughs> hey, yo, I can go take care of that guy for you. Yeah. Then you had Irene, who I I, I didn't do like go a deeper level but when i looked up the cast on this they aged her up for this role the, the pitch older, the, the older woman the older woman yeah. yeah um so and then you have the the siren who was dude a bitch um so i don't know i mean i don't know if there was any real one enjoyable baddie they know? were i mean they made them bad right from the get-go you had yeah. you had no i mean you always want to see the bad guy die so you had no real issues when they died mm-hmm. um i don't think any of them died in a very creative way it was just i, I mean I, I not necessarily yeah you know what i mean it was just kind of like okay we got that guy we got this guy we got the, we, I, they didn't well, even I kill didn't, the woman i didn't yeah i know i didn't see the siren being killed by her assistant um, coming. Um, and of course she dies off screen, so you don't really see. Yeah, it. I didn't really see it coming, but uh, once it happened, you were like, "Okay, I see what they did there," because they they said had, they had her treating her assistant like shit the whole time. Coffee. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, I mean, it was kind of. Yeah. Although it was kind of funny that while she was getting killed, um, the girl. Oh, tomorrow this, even now we the, got a party. We just on the sofa laughing. <laughs> that was very much shades of uh, of Carly Quinn. That's why I was like, "God, she was." Yeah, I mean, me true. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know the big bad guy. He was just a fucking cartoon character, and yeah. Um, the Reaper was. He was interesting. He was very much like, you know. Obviously, he he. They had him walking like the the. Hey. <laughs> they had him walking Sorry. like the devil, you know, um, with the with the foot, yeah, the, the cane, club foot and the, the cane. cane should have come into play somewhere. Uh, the cane protected him from the nail, but yeah, it should have come into play. You're correct. It should have been instead of the scissors. You know, the cane was a a weapon. Yeah. Yeah trying to figure out the guy's name here riff for me baby riff uh i didn't say scat (laughs) the bull that's it the bull was the name of the big heavy enforcer guy and you know that was a stupid to me scene 
Yeah. He had him down mm-hmm. and he didn't shoot him. He had $475,000. Could have made a half a million dollars right there. And he didn't do it because I'm going to beat you up. Because guns no. are, what is it? Guns are the easy way yeah. or cheating then or something like that. Why do you like carry that. one, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean, I get it. You, he's got to get away, you know. Eh. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. We've picked a lot at this movie. Yes, of course. That's what we do. Yeah, but it didn't. Very little of it, other than the tools. Yeah. <laughs> because that's my thing. Very little of it went through my mind as I was watching it. Oh, of course. I was like, okay, that's silly. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah. None of it None of it actually took me out of watching the movie. Hmm. It wasn't um, uh, ridiculous. Um, the one thing that did, believe it or not, was when they were getting ready to fight before they went into the siren's office when they had all the people. Oh, yeah. That was a little weird. And he goes, was... hey, yeah, track seven. Track seven of what? You just gave her a fucking iPod. <laughs> There's like a thousand albums on that. I'd have loved it if she'd have played like, you know, fucking Kids Bop or something. We've only just yeah. begun. Yeah, Carpenter's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Why do birds... <laughs> Son of a bitch! Now I'm gonna kill people because of this song. <laughs> right? I mean, um, do you know that the part where they were talking about the Dave Matthews band was com- was not in the script? It wasn't in the script. No, it was completely improvised. And the whole point, the thing that one of the things you didn't like is because um, they had his mentor. They they brought the body up to the 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 boss's level, and the boss, you know, they're taunting and sending videos back and forth. So he pisses on. His mentor, of course, that makes him like without his threshold. He got super upset. Uh, without a threshold on her end, she feels really bad for him, and they end up having sex, right? Um, and you're like, oh, come on, man. I don't think I'd, anybody felt it. I don't, I, you know, I mean, to me, it didn't seem very organic either. But afterwards, when they had them like in their post postcoital, they started playing the Dave Matthews band, right? In editing, they chose to put it in before they even got the rights. So Joe Lynch is like, God damn it, right? Ugh, now I got to try to get the rights. So he's, he's like, I want to keep it in there. He's like, I don't think it's negative toward the, the the Dave Matthews band. And so he's trying to figure it out. So he's talking to the studio and they said, we won't pay more than $50,000 for it. You can try, but we're wow, not going to pay more. That's a shitload of money for a song. For wow. $50,000. Well, Dave Matthews is very particular about who he licenses his music to, and he is very, very, I guess, very, very expensive. Um, knowing that he has done video work before, he's like, okay, I've done a video for this band, and their manager also works with Dave Matthews, so or whatever. So he tried to like work his way, and he 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 actually went to a Dave Matthews band concert and sent them the clip up beforehand just to like talk to him to see if they got it. I think he got it. I got approval under budget. Oh, wow, nice. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. But he's like, ah, oh, damn, if we have to, you know, put in something else, this is going to be frustrating. 
Like, the thing that cracks me up is Dave Matthews doesn't turn me off. Yeah. Like, when I hear a Dave Matthews song, I go, turn that shit off, right? It's not like Katy Perry or something. But I will never say, let's listen to this and Dave Matthews. Yeah. Like, when I hear a song, I'm like, okay, this is good. Yeah, all right. Because I like, oh, yeah. I like, I like that. I like jazz. So I like when a yeah. band puts a different, but it's never been like, oh, man. Guys, you got to come hear this fucking Dave Matthews song. It's just like, a, yeah, I'm. But, but he's like, literally people, most people I talk to, they either love him or hate him. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to a Dave Matthews band concert. Oh, we're done. But no, I won't, what? <laughs> but it's because of the person that I went with. Um, I don't think I would have chosen to go see the band. Um, I can listen to a Dave Matthews song if it's part of a mix with other songs. Mm-hmm. I am not going to listen to Dave Matthews Band Radio. Oh, no, 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 no. That, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's I'm like not if a I'm, deep if I'm cut. Listening, yeah. If I'm listening to a radio or at a party somewhere or at a restaurant, it comes mm-hmm. on, I'm never like, oh my God, I can't wait for the song to be over. But I would never go, gee, you know what I could use? Some mm-hmm. Dave Matthews Band. But I don't understand people who are diehard Dave Matthews Band fans. That's that's a, a hard a hard thing for me to Honey, fathom. But there you go. We'll have a music discussion one day. I don't understand anybody who's a diehard anything since like 19... 19- 87 <laughs> kidding uh yeah i mean yeah. I, but it's it's just surprised me that that's who they threw out you're like right that's a very like polarizing okay. topic in the movie out of, in, of, 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 right. in and of itself all right so most creative defense move or kill in this i don't I, like taking what is it I almost said raid mace in the mouth to spit it back. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't look it up. You were going to look it up. I was going to look it up. I don't know if you can do mace in the mouth. If it, I, I, I don't know. It wouldn't. It would probably burn. Probably not the same way in your eyes, but it would probably not taste good. I, I don't think it would taste good for sure. I don't see the reason that mace incapacitates you in your eyes is because it. Your membranes. Of, yeah. it, it, it makes your eyes water and stuff to the yeah. point that you can't see. But, you know, so does pepper spray. Right. So mace in the mouth, I would imagine it's got to taste like pure shit. Oh, I'm sure. What happens if you get mace in your mouth? You now, go. on the other hand, that guy was a horrible aim. Yeah. Because all he did was go. You just move his head up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So... It was it was it was different. It was definitely different. Mm-hmm. How did he kill the bull? Was that his name, the bull? I don't remember. I can't remember. So it wasn't that memorable. He didn't hmm. shoot him. He uh, he stabbed him with something, didn't he? He stabbed him with something. He stabbed him with scissors when they were down in the basement. Yeah. Hmm. I can't I have remember. to look it up. Um, okay, here it is. In most cases, the immediate effects of being sprayed in the face with pepper spray include a burning sensation in the eyes, nose, and mouth and throat, but it can cause difficulty breathing and temporary blindness when the eyes cell set. So you would have trouble breathing, I would assume, if you get it in your mouth. Because now you've got it up in your nasal passages and everything like that. So That makes sense. Yeah. That was interesting, the way he got the water out of the fountain when he was done. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was some definitely good 
good moments in this movie. That um, <laughs> so descriptive of me for you guys who are just listening. I just went. He, <laughs> he, you know what that means, right? So if you haven't seen the movie, what happens is the big, the big. <laughs> you, I mean, I got it. You got I it. Figured it out like this. <laughs> um, the he he's fighting the big bad guy. The bad the big bad guy's got him where he wants him, right. and he decides not the big bad guy. The the next to big bad guy. The big guy's the the boss's bodyguard. The guy that does all the dirty work. Bold. So he's going to shoot him. He decides not to shoot him. He takes a gun and he unloads it into teddy bears, and then he gets out these brass <laughs> knuckles. He's going to beat the shit out with the brass knuckles. So earlier in the movie, they had incapacitated him with with mace. Right. At one point, so the the but the 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 bad guy's got him on the ground on his back. And he's holding him, and he goes to spray his face with mace again uh, because he stabbed him. I think he stabbed him with a screwdriver. Yep, that's what it says. It's killed with a screwdriver. And then he um, goes to spray him with the mace, and when he does, this, uh, Cho kicks his head up a little bit, and he ends up spraying the mace in his mouth. But the guy just continues spraying it. So eventually Cho spits it in the bad guy's eyes. He, ah, and then Cho stabs him and kills him with something. Right. But then he's like, ah, with the, trying to, you know, dying. He crawls out into the office and he goes to the water fountain and he's got a cup and he's pouring it and he's trying to rinse his mouth out where, and eventually he just takes the screwdriver and stabs the water fountain so that the water's pouring out and then he just stands there like it's a hose. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. That was kind of pretty smart too. I never would have thought to have done that. I would have just picked the bottle up and poured it all over my face probably. (laughs) Um, but again, I mean, you got four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars on the line. You want to beat yeah. him with the brass knuckles, or do you want to shoot him with the gun? Right. You want to shoot him with the right. Gun. But just one more plot hole that. Oh yeah. Hey, it's a movie. It is a movie. Yeah. So it's a movie. Um, one of the nine, the the baddie that that. Uh, oh, I was want to say Margaret. What's her name? Irene. I no. Yeah, Irene. But who's the? Uh, oh, Melanie. Um, the Samara Weaving character is oh, okay. is out to get because that she's the one who signed the um, foreclosure or whatever on her house. You know she's angry because virus, and so they because uh, one of the the setbacks was as the siren told the big boss she was going to get rid of her key card right because mm-hmm. under no circumstances were they supposed to get up to the top floor. And she must prove her loyalty and get rid of it. But she wants to keep the card for leverage so she doesn't get killed. Right. So she gives it to her secretary, tells her, do something with it, hide it. I don't want to know where it is. And so the big bosses end up getting to the secretary and tell her, destroy it and we'll give you a promotion. Which... Under those circumstances anyway, when they were saying, well, if we do this under, you know, we're just going to say that we didn't know better and rescind it, right? So it was just very, very strange to see people fall for it. Um, Where was I going with this? Oh, so now they need to find another way up, right? Because they don't have the key card access. So they tempt Irene down because they go to the IT guy and you notice the it guy was uncredited in the film you know want to know why i did not notice i did not notice that he was uncredited but yes i want to know why because that was the director it makes sense yeah that's what i figured he said that he got himself like he he didn't tell anybody it was going to be him 
and I think he, sh- I can't remember, he's, he shaved or something, he trimmed down his beard or shaved or whatever. And so when they came in to, to do the scene, they're like, oh, no way. <laughs> so that was him. So he gets, he tricks her into putting a worm into her computer, steals her files. So now they have leverage against her. And I, how, how is it that she ends, he ends up like trying to sell out Melanie, but not sell out Melanie. This like, part of this part of the movie bothered me. Okay. Um, she wanted, she said, you give me, he said, you give me the card. She thought she had him, uh, be, she set up a meeting with him and thought she had one up on him because she took the gun and she taped it under the table. So when she yeah. showed up, the first thing she did was reach for the gun. Yeah. And Cho was like, you think we, that your problem upstairs is that you think we're all dumber than you. Right. Um, so he, so she realizes that she's going to have to negotiate. She says, I'll give you my car, but you got to give me the file. And then they smash, the, they smash her files. Um, right. Melanie smashes yeah, Ma- it. Yeah, Melanie smashes it. So then blah, 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 blah. And then she says, okay, I'll give you my card, but I'm only going to give you my card if you give me her. Right. And she he, she says, because you know she's just going to leave you at the end anyway. And this is after they've had sex. Mm. Hibbity-dibbity. He knocks her out or something. I can't remember. They He ties her up or knocks he, her. He yeah. does something, I think, and she wakes up. She's tied to the chair. And then he is basically taking the screws out of the arms of the chair so that she can get herself free. He kisses her as he leaves. She gets pissy, but he has put the screws from the chair in his mouth and put it in her mouth. To tell her that yeah. that's happened. But yeah. she says... To him, you give me her because she cost me all this work. But what did she cost you? One, they were files. Number right. one, I don't understand that. Number two, they were things that you didn't want people to have on you anyway. Right. I don't. I that, that I think, part lost me. Yeah, I mean, it's like, was it not backed up? I mean, it just doesn't exist because well, you it, put it on a, a laptop. It's it got to back up to a server. It wasn't backed up because the IT guy stole it from her computer and then erased it. So the only way oh, okay. she could get her hands on it was to give them her card. Okay. But at that point, I, you know what I mean? It just, well, just kind of lost me. I, I think I think that it goes back to, because this goes back to the fact that they're showing that the, all the nine think of in terms of their life is the numbers, right? Because when the mentor accidentally got killed um, in the scene where he's getting beat up in the, the uh, Derek's getting beat up in the basement, he comes down to try to help him. Um, the only thing the boss can say is, oh my God, I've lost this much of a billable hours well, and how am I going to get that back, right? Not that this was a guy who was a good worker and, you know. But that's when they first introduced you to Antonio fucking Montana. Who? <laughs> Scarface. Oh, Scar- uh, Montoya. Antonio Montana from Montoya. <laughs> Whatever the fuck his name was. I've only seen it once. But that's what the, that's when they made him as ridiculous... I mean, that's the situation. That's what you're. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was like it's. But so yeah, I think you're, that you're, that you're, you're ca- right. kind of carries right. on, right? Well, it carries on like when he had him vote at the end. Right. All they cared about was the money and surviving, so they were all like, "Yeah, kill him, fuck that guy." Tony Montana. And Tony, I said Antonio Montana. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, Montoya was uh, Pablo Montoya was the race car driver. Oh, okay. I guess Juan Pablo. Ah. Remember, I said Antonio Montana. Damn, I. Crushed you it. did. You crushed and you it. You kneecapped me. I did. It was such a great joke, too. I'm sorry. All right, let's start over. <laughs> this week on Honey, You Should Watch I This. 
it, it was. It was. Then you have the guy bring him up to your office and you just piss on the floor. Then, then yeah. It was just, you, no, it pisses on the corpse. Yeah, on his floor of his office. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he fuck it. I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> the, the scene where he's talking to the CDC woman outside and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. It's, I have allergies. <laughs> she's, and she's like, all right, well, whatever. It, it, was, it was kind of certain moments and mm-hmm. factions of this facets of this movie were just batshit. Yeah. You were like, God damn. Like the, Did Stephen King write yeah. this shit? Is this Maximum Overdrive 2? And when, you, when Coked he... Coked out the reboot? And when he finally confronts the big boss, right? That is more Sin City video game-ish than anything else because they're all waiting here, there for with champagne and now he's got his like whatever ring card girls, whatever they are. <laughs> um, explaining what his benefits would be. They're going to offer him a partnership that, you know, anything, you know, to prevent from, you know, get getting the consequences that, you know, he's come to deliver. Uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um... That was just so surreal. It was. It was really. It was really different. It was really different. Um, you get a car and a clothing allowance and profit sharing. I made you watch that shit twice because you didn't catch it. <laughs> All right, so cafeteria. I was gonna save this for later, but we'll we'll go through it. Okay. So he gets to the big boss, right? And the big boss is not even violent at this point. He's convinced that he's just going to buy off Cho. Yep. You're going to make him a partner. He's just a little... Now, what's the, what's the first thing that came to your mind when you realized that he was offering him this package? Uh, that he'd probably just rescind it. Bingo. Right. As soon as the was over, I was like, oh, I signed that when I was messed up on Coke and a virus. And a virus. And champagne. Yeah. Uh, so, I, uh, I, didn't really, I didn't really mean that. And so, he shows up and he's got the nine behind him. He's sitting at the desk and he's got these two... Bambos. <laughs> I say this as a feminist. Yeah, I can't... Bimbos. I can't call them bimbos <laughs> because a bimbo really has no idea what she's doing or where she's at. She's just Round card boot. girls. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Literally, I mean like... Yeah. Where like, did they come from? Basically, Black <laughs> Widow and Black Widow too is what he's got here. And he's like, all you got to do is sign this. And she's like... He basically goes, tell him what he's won. So they start So they start walking down the table and they have this big leather-bound book and they're like... It's a showcase show. They're down. like monthly profit sharing. Um, <laughs> a limousine. Clothing allowance. A clothing allowance. A driver. Um, country uh, club feet dues. Apartment. Um, an apartment. <laughs> and they name nine or six, nine or ten things, and then they go, we'll pay your cell phone. And I had to pause it <laughs> at that point. I, I, I looked at you and I said, did you catch that? And you went, I don't think so. And I rewound it. And, and then they get all this stuff, and they build up to... Cell phone payment. I'm like, oh my god, they you know, buried like, the lead. Listen, I didn't want the limo. <laughs> I didn't want the profit sharing of the bajillion dollar company. I did not want my own driver. But you know what? You're gonna pay my seventy dollar, seventy two dollar Boost Mobile bill each month. Fuck yeah! 
You know, Unlimited texting, baby. Just tell me where to sign. <laughs> I lost my shit. I laughed so hard I couldn't stand it. I'm, I think it was supposed to be that way. Yeah. Maybe. I think maybe. So. Well, I mean, they call this a satire, right? Because they're making fun of office politics and, you know, that kind All of... All right. So... All right. I would say, yeah. I would right. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 Better film than what it was. I'm not saying this is a bad film. We are agreeing it's not a great film. Okay. Um, but if you had to choose some ways to make this maybe a little bit more... I got to recommend this to a friend kind okay. of thing. What would you do? What would you like to have seen? Huh. Um, I would have liked to seen less ridiculousness from the from the boss. Okay. I would have liked the fight scenes to be a tad bit more believable. Mm-hmm. Because even though we are bordering on satire and we're bordering on a horror movie, what you actually had them do as far as the fight scenes go was not believable to me. Okay. On my end, I think you could have gotten away with a lot of the the crazy and the silly of it had you given it like the Sin City treatment. Killed him with a killed him with a stapler or a stapler in the eye no. or some stupid shit no, like that. No, like make it more cart- cartoony, like like Sin City, like right. stylized. I think it would have been probably a little easier to watch it and not pick it apart like this um and the other thing i thought it would have been interesting since it never really got into theaters and it and it does make it feel like a video game what if they made this like a choose your own adventure like they did with like the the kimmy smith like imagine it like okay the 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 reaper comes and he offers you this you know what happens if you accept it? What happens if you don't accept it? I mean, there's a lot of rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. It might be interesting. Just saying. I see. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm very sorry. Very sorry. Okay. What if it had been like he accepts the Reaper, and he accepts his offer, mm-hmm. and they have escorted him out of the building, and then it gets locked down? That's what would have happened. And he still would have had the virus. No, he would have had the virus, but he wouldn't have been in the building to make yeah. things. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because he sat in his office after the after the Reaper left for how long? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe something happens and he goes, he gets delayed, and and then all of a sudden he changes his mind. I don't know. It's a short movie. It would. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting at. I've been like, Greg, you can either do the right thing and get fucked again, or you can do the wrong thing. I think they would have. Oh yeah, get fucked again. No, it's like the the whole 
did the Kimmy Smith movie. They did it where you you choose your own adventure. But yeah, that and was... then John Hamm dies in ridiculous ways. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> anyway, damn, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, do you want? Obviously, there's no box office. Yeah, there was no box office on this because I guess it was made and then bought directly by Shutter. Right, so it was released on Shutter itself. Um, I did hear what the budget was. I can't remember. Did you, did you get, at least get the budget on it? No, there was nothing on box office, uh, home box office at all, or box office mojo. Okay. Um, While you're looking that up, I'll okay. start with, uh, I have questions. All right. That sounds good. So, you're trying to tell me that Antonio Montana doesn't have a machine gun? <laughs> You're in that office doing all that. You have not a single pistol. Yeah. Seriously. Budget was two point five million. That explains a lot. That's actually not a bad budget for a movie. Yeah. When you get right down to it, um, I mean, Stephen Yun was probably a quarter of a million of that, maybe half a million of that. Maybe. Um, shut down the elevator. You couldn't. Sh- yeah. You really, you shut down the elevator. You have. That type of company that has that type of business clientele that does that type of shady things, and you don't have a security team that's armed to the teeth. Yeah. Um, why are you going to a lawyer's office to talk about a mortgage? Yeah, don't understand. Isn't that. Isn't that the bank? Yeah, don't understand. No that. matter who signed the mortgage or the repos. Um. I felt like for people that are acting on their base instincts mm-hmm. and everybody, they portrayed it that everybody in the building had it at this point, right? Because everybody's right. going crazy. There was a lot less crazy shit going on outside of the Cho story. Right. We saw like one guy beating up another guy. Everybody else right. is like, oh, I'm going to hit you with this piece of paper. Two people were having sex. Was kind of it. People were drunk. People were making calls that they're going to regret later. This just is like, oh yeah, that's it. We have to add office party in here. Um, meets office party because that you're. Imagine that. Imagine okay, you survive this. You've told off all your coworkers because this is like all the defenses are down. This is how you truly feel, or you, you know, you fucked your coworker, or you, you know what I mean that. Are you really going to want to come into work the next day? What does the one woman say? Fuck you. I'll call Talk you later, later, mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to come. I'm going to come to your house and I am going to kill you. Talk to you later, mom. Is that what she says? <laughs> yes. That is what she says. That's crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, there were definitely some jokes there and there were some, there were lots of laugh out loud moments in this movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Which, which is the reason that I would say, watch it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, are you done with your questions? You got more? I think I'm done. Okay, so here are my questions. <clears throat> All right, they shut down the building, and the explanation is is you know everybody's got the virus, so what they're going to do is they're going to pump an antidote into the air ducts, and it's going to take eight hours for it to take effect. Okay, now viruses I know are airborne. Some are. Okay. Some are. Yes. True. All right. So this let's assume that this is an airborne virus. All right. 
I know that they are testing right now a COVID vaccine that can be delivered by... Um, Air? Yeah. Aerosol? Uh, yeah, aerosol. However, pumping an antidote through an air duct does not seem like a very viable delivery system to me. Would you agree? Um, uh, yeah, no, you're right, because do you know what they'd have to do to pump that through the air system? Right. They'd have to go in the building. Right. Because the air handlers are inside. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to go to each floor mm-hmm. because there's not one air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that there are air filters on the air conditioner that will filter out the antidote. Okay. And Good enough. Okay. Nailed it. All right. Now, on top of that, let's factor, let's factor in the fact that the CDC understands and knows what the repercussions are of people having this virus. Before they pump in the antidote, why aren't they pumping in some, like giving people like 15 minutes to get to a safe place and then pumping in something that would decap- de- decapitate? <laughs> Well, because then the CDC is probably going to be liable for a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? To, 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 to basically knock people out. Incapacitate. Say, there we go. Decapitate. <laughs> this is the Monday morning pitch right here. Uh, but right, right. Like, least kind of sedate people so they're not acting oh, yeah. on their instinct and then doing that. That was. But like, I, have to, I have to say this now or the joke will be lost. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you guys all saw Mayhem, right? I did a good job on that movie. Um, I think I got an idea for a sequel. It's called Mayhem Aerosol Decapitation. <laughs> We're going to you, blow your head off. <laughs> if you breathe this shit, it's like scanners squared. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Or, listen, you know that it only works, it's only bad for eight hours. You know that they can give you something in eight hours. Yeah. So why didn't the SWAT team go in and just handcuff everybody? Well, no, they were trying. They didn't want the SWAT team to get it. They were saying that it took it would take eight hours for the antidote. To I take understand effect. that, but my point is, is that it didn't hit everybody immediately. Right. You send the SWAT team in. They grab the people. They handcuff them, and then you handcuff the SWAT team, and then they sit for eight hours while you pump this shit around them. Yeah. Why don't you grab them, spray it in their face, and then kick them out of the fucking building? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's so much. That's, there's so much. That's okay. a good observation. All right. All right. So here's my second. I have questions. All right. So at the end, um, when Derek refuses the partnership and again, his better, his better instincts kick in because he has the, the letter too to kind of squash whatever we think is going on with this house thing, right? Yep. Okay. So he decides that he's going to take the big boss down and... I, I forget how the whole thing goes down, but he ends up going up and over, you know. They fight, splat. And he's got him on the yeah. on the railing, and he makes them vote. And then they remember they the, all the, give they him, all he, cut, he, yeah. And the guy right. tells him, "You're a pussy. You don't have the balls." Right. And he had the balls, and the guy went splat. Okay, so they decide he goes and then asks for his job back, the soul crushing job that was killing him to begin with. He asks for it back, and they say they want to make him CEO. And he signs the paperwork, and he accepts. And then he signs that letter, and then he looks at him them and says, I quit. That's not going to hold water. I'm sorry. Just because you sign an acceptance letter doesn't mean you're CEO at that moment. 
right? There are steps to be taken. There are officers' things that have to be updated in the paperwork. That's just bullshit. Okay. They did not want to be killed. No, they don't know they didn't want to be killed. But then he said this, you know, I mean, it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone through. How what about if, how about not him not being CEO, but the fact that he signs this thing as a CEO? How about you take the job mm-hmm. and you make it not a soul crushing place to work? I t- yeah, you remove the toxicity out of the workplace. There you go. Right? Jeez. There's your movie. There is your movie. Okay. <laughs> so um they briefly mention it at the end when he's they show him like all happy and in a painting class with with what's her face and um what's her face melanie right and they're you know making fun of each other and giving each other the finger and all this stuff and he says you know oh but i did end up killing a lot of people and i still have to deal with that he seems happy to me (laughs) whatever okay my last question is, okay, you've got everybody with their red eye, right? And sometimes some have it on the left and some have it on the right. All right. Was the red eye put in by CGI? Or was that just a shit ton of contact lenses they had to buy? Two and a half million dollar budget? Mm. It wasn't CGI'd. Yeah. Because there was a lot of red eye in that. There was a lot of red eye in that. But contact lenses can be pretty expensive too. But they what CGI costs. Yeah, true. True. Okay. So that's all I got. All right. All right. So would you watch this movie again? Or my fi- my fa- three favorite points? Oh, oh yeah, that too. That too. Number three. At the end when he's fighting Antonio Montana. And he breaks his Indiana, wood. Indiana, Montana. He breaks his wood because he's got his driver. Okay. He yeah. breaks his golf club. And he says to the guy, throw me a club. And he goes, the nine iron? No, not the nine iron. Give me the five. <laughs> what? What? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> um, that was funny right. to me. Um, when he's in the office with Antonio Montana and the siren, Yes. And he draws the picture. Of him with the boobs. And he says, he says, draw this to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she yeah. draws it. And he goes, may I see that for just a minute? And he takes the whole picture and he just draws a pair of round boobs on the stick figure that's right. Siren. Right. And he goes, just saying. <laughs> it's just a look on his face with the with the, the stick figure with boobs. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the movie was when they were trying to convince him by paying for a cell phone. That's... That, that, that whole sequence... I, Maybe I read it wrong, but it fucking cracked me up. Like of all the things you could have said, I mean, you could have said massages. You could have like, said, you know, you could have said a subscription to Sports Illustrated, anything except pay a for month, yourself. One phone. month vacation. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my three. All right. Uh, in my three, and, and my first one, I, I picked it because it's the most jarring part. And I think it's the part that made me go, <gasps> Um, so it's not my favorite. I wouldn't say this like don't because it's dark. But when the mentor comes down to try to help him out, and he accidentally gets shoved into a piece of wood with a nail, and the nail goes into his head, mm-hmm. and then you think he's dead, and then he kind of comes back and starts moving again, and that I was probably the part that stuck in my head the most. Is a little was upsetting to so watch. Let's let's add to we have questions. Yeah. Um, why was that piece of wood with a nail in it there? 
Okay. Yeah, me too. All right, number two. Fired. <laughs> um, number two, and I guess this was this was probably stolen from another movie. I don't know what it was, but when the guy's running through the office going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're okay, fuck you. That is a direct call out to, to the scene where the guy quits and half-baked. Okay. Fuck you, I'm out, B. Yeah, okay. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm yeah. out, B. Yeah, okay. Have you seen Half-Baked? I think so. It's just been a long time. Okay, yeah. Uh, that was a piece of trivia that I couldn't, that I saw, and I couldn't equate it until you just said that. Right, that, okay. Right, okay. So that was, that made me laugh out that loud. That was funny. Um, and I, the, that, I, to me, it's when they're in the siren's office and Samara Weaving's on the couch and she's just having a grand old time of what's going on. Now we got a party. Yeah. She may be a bitch, yeah. but she sure got some comfortable shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah Definitely. That was good. So, that was good. Yeah. There you go. I like it. All right. So. So would you watch this movie again? I, I probably would. Yeah. With some caveats. Um, I would love to watch it with a group of people that we can make fun of it while we're watching it or just laugh at the ridiculousness of it. Okay. Well, maybe this becomes a top five Patreon. Yeah, thing. maybe. There you go. Uh, maybe. Uh, it could also, uh, I'll probably also just in the background. I, yeah. I wouldn't sit down. I wouldn't put it on to sit down and watch on a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, maybe if, like I said, if I had some friends over, but other mm-hmm. than that, probably not. Okay. All right. So I guess I have a question for you. I guess you do. And that is... For our next episode, it is your choice. What are you going to have me watch? Um, Honey? Yeah. I, I, I had a thought of making of have, picking a movie that neither one of us had seen before. Okay. But I didn't want to do two of those in a row. Okay. So I think I'm going to let you pick action or comedy. Oh, Lord. I have to do this again. Mm-hmm. Let's go with comedy. Okay. Uh, we are going to watch Nothing to Lose. Okay. All right. Tim That's Robbins Tim and Robbins Martin Lawrence. Here. Okay. This movie, this movie has a lot of quotes in it for me. Oh, no. No, no. It's just <laughs> between me and James. There's yeah, a lot I'm, of quotes. I, I'm, I'm sure I'll recognize them. You will. I would hope. You will. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. So once Spiel us out, baby. Spieling us out. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This. If you would like to follow us on our socials, we are on Twitter and we are on Instagram at Honey Watch This. We also do have a Facebook page. We don't post there as much. And we're starting to post a little bit more, so hopefully um we'll get we'll get a lot better at that. So as things kind of free up for us. And uh, please uh, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, why don't you uh, give a rate and review? Um, We'd be happy to hear from you. Um, If you would like to have us watch something that you'd like to suggest, you can slide into our DMs, um, either on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, We will definitely entertain it. If you are a podcaster, uh, you can, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk. Maybe you want to come on and, uh, have us watch one of your favorite movies. So that's about it. Uh, honey, I'm going to turn it to you. Um, so you can plug your other podcast. You can hear all of me also on a podcast called top five for fighting where you can find, um, you can find it on every platform that we're on. Uh, it's just two guys talking about 
current stuff, sports, movies, cartoons, what happened to us at Walmart. Um, we do a Florida Man segment once a month. Once a month, we play little games and stuff like that. We just have a good time. Uh, 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 I'm going to steal a line from Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show, and it's "Be a friend, tell a friend." Tell somebody, right. tell somebody about us if you like us, and if you don't yes. like us, um, you know, tell them anyway. <laughs> Alrighty, okay. Um, and if you want to uh, follow me um, on Insta, I am at marketing underscore angels. Um, lots of pictures of us. Oh, we have our, our fun stuff that we were doing in Orlando up there this weekend. And you can always, uh, we, we really didn't get interrupted by the podcasts tonight. That's a first. They've been laying on the floor being little good boys. That's because we kicked them off right before we yeah. started. <laughs> so, but if you want to check out what the podcasts look like, they're, they're, they're there as well. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We're happy, happy, happy you've done so. Have a happy week.